Welcome back to Pop Culture Combos. I'm David Kwiatkowski. Last week, I made my winter predictions for the 93rd Academy Awards, aka the Oscars. To be honest, I didn't do that poorly, but the show had everyone talking on social media. I am joined today by multimedia editors Sarah Grace Hayes and Maggie Pena for our overall reactions, who we thought was snubbed, what we liked, what we didn't like, all that jazz. Okay, I think I'm ready for my close-up. Alright, hi guys. Thank you for coming on this week to Pop Goes or Convos. So I guess we can just kind of start with like our overall thoughts. I can go first. I thought that this Oscar ceremony was, I think it was good. I just think it definitely like was very stagnant, like you were saying before we started recording, Sarah Grace, and that there wasn't really a lot of going on and that the shifts to like making it a movie, they were trying very hard with what they had, but I just don't know if it was interesting. I also saw that this was like the least viewed telecast in a while. So I don't know. What were your thoughts, Maggie? I agree. I think it left a lot to be desired. You know, this is the biggest movie event of the year and you know, usually they show a lot more movie clips and they have a lot more music and stuff like that. They didn't really have that this year, so it didn't exceed my expectations by any stretch. What do you think, Sarah Grace? Yeah, I agree that it kind of fell a little bit flat. I think in years past, there's definitely just an element that's so much more theatrical about the Oscars, and I think they tried that with the whole like Hollywood glam movie theme going on, but I just don't feel like it was executed very well. There weren't that many just standout moments. Like usually, you know, you get on Twitter after and there's so many different things that people are talking about. And there definitely were those moments, you know, like Daniel Kaluuya's speech. Everyone was talking about that. Everyone was talking about his mom's face after. There were definitely some things that stood out, but I just think compared to years past, it definitely was just much more normal for what the Oscars is supposed to be. I expect a spectacle and I didn't feel like we were granted that this year, which is understandable. COVID is a thing, but like it's still one of those things where you're just expecting it regardless of the fact that like there is a global pandemic and you want that, especially because there's all these phenomenal actors and movies up for awards and you're like, give them what they deserve. You know, we want to see them get this awesome spectacle and we just, I don't feel as though we really got that. Like the stage I thought was weird. I don't know. Like I, it was supposed to be like COVID safe, but then like looking at it, it didn't really make sense that it was, especially they were like, when the cameras are on, our masks will be off and all this stuff. And I don't know, it was just very weird to me and it seemed like they were trying to be very performative with the whole COVID aspect. The Oscars doing a Hollywood theme is just like, okay, sure. So I guess we can kind of go through the winners of the night. I actually didn't do too bad with my predictions. Nomadland was one of my guesses for Best Picture. Either of you guys have any thoughts about Nomadland winning Best Picture and or you saw Nomadland, right, Sarah Grace? I don't know if you want to talk about it. So I also thought Nomadland would win just based on other awards that had won this award season and based on predictions from, I mean, everyone that pretty much thought it was going to win. There were definitely some other strong candidates, but I wasn't surprised by any means that it won. And Nomadland, I can see why it won. I can see why the Academy likes it. That type of movie just isn't necessarily my jam. I didn't find it super entertaining. And like, I do go to the movies for entertainment, but I can definitely understand how from a film standpoint and from a movie maker standpoint, it's impressive. And I definitely think it was, it was cool. Like them including the actual nomads and the people that like Frances McDormand was interacting with in the film. That was definitely a cool part of it. And I liked that. I just, it wasn't my type of movie. I would have loved to see something else win. 
I haven't seen Nomadland, but I was kind of surprised that it did win Best Picture just because I feel like we were talking about before, nothing swept. So I was surprised that it was the one to win because I feel like it didn't pick up that many to begin with in the other categories. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Because Chloe Zhao did win for Best Director, which makes her the second woman to ever win Best Director. The first Asian woman to win, which is really exciting. And then Frances McDormand did win Best Actress. She did howl during her acceptance speech, which I loved, but I know Maggie did not like. No, it was the worst part. So I thought, I don't know, I was happy. I, I still haven't seen it, but I have been hearing really great things, so I, it's on my list for sure. Mm-hmm. I got Best Supporting Actress right. I did guess that Yoon Ye Jung was going to win. I also guessed that Daniel Kaluuya was going to win. I did guess that Seoul was going to win Best Animated Feature Film. Well deserved, I think. Yes, for sure. I still haven't seen Seoul. I've seen it multiple times. It is very good. I second that. Phenomenal Pixar. Pixar does it right. Anytime there's a Pixar film nominated for animated feature film, I don't see it not winning. I also feel like these two, uh, the two people that produce Soul, Pete Doctor and Dana Murray, are like always the two that like they did Frozen, they've done Coco, like they just like literally keep winning Oscars every year. Yes, yeah. Um, and there's a reason. That no. It's deserved. keep winning. <laughs> Very much so. I was happy that her won Best Original Song. So I guess out of all the nominees that like and the people that won, we had our predictions of like the favorites, but I guess were there any one that you wish would have been different. Besides the Chadwick Boseman thing, we will get to that later, but any of the other categories? I understand why Frances McDormand won, and I did expect that. I do think Viola Davis should have won that. I personally thought that Viola Davis's performance in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom deserved the win, and that's probably too because I enjoyed that movie overall more, and I might be biased because I'm a Viola Davis fan, but I honestly thought that she deserved that. I'm happy that Frances McDormand won. My pick would not be Viola Davis, though. I kind of really wanted Andre Day to win for Billie Holiday. The movie, The United States vs. Billie Holiday, all in all, is actually not a great film. Like, it's not a really well-done film. But Andre Day, like, really kills it as Billie Holiday from her voice to just, like, her acting. It really is a tour-de-force performance that I think, like, I'm re- I was really excited that she got recognized for. And I also liked when they were doing the skit where Lil Ray Howard was going all around and being like, did you know that Purple Rain won Best Score for none of the songs were nominated? Someone white won, and Andre Day was like, that sounds about right. I thought that was funny because then when you flash forward to like what happened with the Chadwick Boseman thing, it literally was like foreshadowing, kind of. So, and another one that I thought was kind of snubbed, I kind of wanted Glenn Close to win Best Supporting Actress. I haven't seen Hillbilly Elegy. I've kind of heard it's really not that great of a movie either. But Glenn Close now tied for the record the most nominations without winning, and I just think that's a travesty because Glenn Close is a queen. I don't know, Maggie, what what were ones that you were like, I wish would have been different? I'm not sure I have a snub, necessarily. Okay, that's Um, an opinion, though. Like, that's a good opinion to have. I don't think that's fair. I could definitely see that, too. Like, I definitely think there were some that I would have loved to have seen someone else win, but I also can absolutely understand how every single winner deserved the win. I think it's partly also, like, I haven't seen a lot of the movies, so I don't have too much to go on like it's i feel like it's common knowledge that like most of the times when the oscars happen like you haven't really seen a lot of the movies but i feel like this year especially because of covid because of covid yeah like i know i've seen ma rainey's black bottom because it's on netflix but like mank like i don't even know where mank is i know owen berg our design editor like watched minari but he also had to pay money to see it but also like he wanted to but like i'm not paying 30 dollars to see a movie well and that's another thing that i was going to mention sort of at the beginning like you know we're ratting on the oscars a lot you know it's the oscars it's this big spectacle kind of thing but it is really impressive that during all of covid they hollywood was still able to produce movies and sure i have opinions about the streaming industry taking over movie theaters i don't love that but they were still able to get movies out and people were still able to stay with their jobs and you know the arts are really important and that's something they do emphasize 
throughout the show, I feel like. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree with that as well. It's easy to rag on them because you have an expectation, but it, like you said, it's impressive that they pulled out as much as they pulled out anyways. And it's impressive that these movies were, I mean, able to be made because genuinely there was not one bad movie. Right. Like, it, and, and I think sometimes there are. Like, definitely there are some where you're like, bad movies nominated, but of the ones I've seen, which isn't all of them by any means, but it is like a decent amount, I I genuinely feel that these were well-deserved wins and nominations, especially considering COVID. Yeah, I agree. Now we can segue into our best moment, whether it be like an acceptance speech or a presenter that like really made you happy or smile. I feel like my favorite moment it wasn't really a moment, but just overall, I feel like there was a lot of diversity in this year's Oscar, which is like kind of a problem. I mean, my one of my first stories I wrote for the Miami student was how the Oscars is super racist and sexist. But I feel like, you know, they had the director of Parasite, Bong Joon-ho, present one of the awards and they had him do it in Korean and they had somebody translate for him. So I just thought that was cool. And they had someone present something in ASL too, which I don't know. I feel like it's at least a step in the right direction for an institution that's known for being not very diverse and not not great at representing different people. The makeup lady who won for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, her speech made me cry. I don't know why, but yeah. I don't really have anything substantial to say about that, but it did make me cry, no, so I, I that's all. That. I do remember that when they won. Because I can't remember what she said, but I remember I was like, why is this woman making me tear up right now? Like <laughs> My favorite, I would, get, I would it's a moment, I would say, was probably Regina King. Never fails to amaze me, like genuinely. And first, like the strut, you got that. And no, then, literally. and then the speech. And I mean, I think like we've gotten used to seeing a lot of like political speeches during the Oscars, which I I think that's necessary. We live in a very polarized world, like completely necessary. And a lot of people hate that. And I, I mean, she even made a point to say, I know that when we start talking about this, you think it's not our place, and you think that like you should change the channel. And she even mentioned, she said, I'm reading the quote directly, but she said, I know many of you want to reach for your remote when you feel Hollywood is preaching to you. But as the mother of a black son who fears for her safety, no fame or fortune changes that. And I just think that's important, regardless of the fact that, yes, we have heard so many people say stuff like that over the years, especially with the Derek Chauvin verdict. And I mean, it's important. And regardless of people's wishes for what they want to see during the Oscars, I'm so glad that there are people like Regina King and several other people who talked about things like that and were still willing to talk about it even though they know that it might lose them some popularity with certain crowds and also not to then be kind of like vain but her dress I genuinely think she was the best dressed of night that might be an unpopular opinion but I thought her dress was so flattering like the sleeves everything I know this is not about the clothing but I definitely think she deserves best dress in my opinion okay okay I was gonna chime in um like what you were saying about politics and movies that was something I was thinking about like People are always like, the Oscars shouldn't be political, you know, it's not their place. But isn't that what art is? It's like, it's meant to change the world and like be political and cause change. So it really is the place of the movies and of the Oscars to bring up political things. Look at the movies that were nominated. I was just about yeah. to say. I mean, mm-hmm. like you've got The Trial of Chicago 7, you've got Promising Young Woman, you've got Judas and the Black Messiah. Like you have all these movies that are political movies like they're not made to be necessarily political some of them are but but they all have like messages and themes. right like, right they all have a message they all have a theme like art is 
like you said, inherently political. It's never not going to be. Like, it is a part of the world. You can't sit in here and say the Oscars can't be political when, like, the best pictures are about a woman getting redemption for rape, the leader of the Black Panther Party. Like, those are things that you don't need to politicize them because they're already politicized. And for, like, the Oscars to then present those and then not talk about the politics behind them, I think would even be a disservice to the actual films themselves. My best moment, I had a lot of best moments. This is another, like, fashion thing, but Glenn Close's gloves... She might not have an Oscar, but she has her some gloves, and I loved them. I think my favorite moment was the speech that Yoon Ya Jung made during when she won Best Supporting Actress and how she talked about the film, but also talked about like how the other actresses in her category, none of them can be better than one another because they all played the same role in their respective films. And I was like, that's just like such a great thing to think about because a lot of times we think about all of these actors like competing against each other, but like in all actuality, all these women like played supporting roles in huge films and all of their roles mattered. It reminded me of like when Jennifer Lawrence won her Golden Globe and like wanted to like break it off and like mean girls and like give it to other people in the crowd. <laughs> I also think that it was a little bit of a disservice that they, I understand like the need to not want to cut people off their speeches, but I definitely think that some people will name names. I think Daniel Kaluuya maybe could have been cut off maybe a little earlier. I love him, love him to death. I don't know, I feel like, especially with the Oscars and stuff like that, I don't know if there's alcohol at those ceremonies, but I know like once people get drunk, they get to talking. And you know, if there's no music to play them off, cause they had Questlove there, Questlove could have like dropped a beat and like be like, get off the stage. And I think that probably would have helped, like you said, with like the stagnant of it and just like award speech, award speech. But also like, I mean, if I won an Oscar, I don't, I think I would need to probably be cut off too. So, I mean, it's like a give and take, I guess. Hi guys, David coming in here. Unfortunately, when me, Sarah, Grace and Maggie were recording the ending, talking about Chadwick Boseman, the audio or microphone decided to just give up on recording. So to sum up what we basically said was that we weren't necessarily mad that Anthony Hopkins won because obviously he's a Hollywood legend and, you know, probably deserved his award for the father. But what we were mad at was the way that the Oscars tried to manufacture an ending that they did not have. They weren't sure if Chadwick Boseman won, but yet they still rearranged the entire ceremony to end with him supposedly winning. And I did some research and it actually, the Oscars have not ended with any award besides Best Picture since 1972 when Charlie Chaplin won an honorary Oscar. So we were saying that while Nomadland would have been a grand gesture to end on since it was such a, you know, monumental movie of, of with its subject matter and with Chloe Zhao as director, and we kind of figured that after the La La Land slip up a couple of years ago when Moonlight won Best Picture, you would think that the Oscars probably would have sent someone to make sure that Chadwick Boseman won before they did that and not just try to do something for ratings because it wouldn't have been that hard just to send, I don't know, an intern to go over and look in the envelope before they decided to start the show because I do know that the envelopes aren't necessarily done by the Oscars, but before they decided to do something for ratings and to have this grand gesture, they probably should have made sure that they could make that grand gesture happen in the first place. So that was kind of the gist of what we said. I'm really sorry that the episode's ending like this and not with Sarah Grace and Maggie because they had great points and I'm probably doing a shoddy job of summing them up, but that was kind of where we ended was that we weren't mad that Chadwick Boseman didn't win because 
we kind of agreed that giving someone an Oscar just because they're dead is not necessarily fair or a justice to the monumental figure that Chadwick Boseman was when he had several other performances that I would argue are better than the one he gave in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. He played Thurgood Marshall. He played Jackie Robinson. He played James Brown. You know, those are big roles that like he probably could have gotten some award attention for. But while we can't go back and change the past, simply just giving it to him because he's no longer here doesn't seem right to me totally. But I think it's even worse that it was the last taste in our mouth of the Oscars where we all just kind of went, oh, okay, so what now? And it was just a really unfortunate end to an already weird Oscars. That was kind of our thoughts. I'm really glad that you guys joined for this episode. I hope you liked everything else. I'm really sorry that this is kind of how it's ending, but I just want to take this moment to say that I'm really happy with all the work me, Sarah, Grace, and Maggie have done for Pop Culture Convos, and I'm really glad that you guys have been listening and really enjoying what we're doing, and I'm really excited to come back semester and produce even more for you guys. I hope you guys have a great rest of your semester. I hope you have a great summer, and I'll see you next semester. This episode of Pop Culture Combos was produced and edited by David Kwiatkowski, Sarah Grace Hayes, and Maggie Pena with supervising production from our editor-in-chief, Tim Carlin. Our theme music is by Sam Terabellini. That's all for Pop Culture Combos. Stay tuned for our next episode out on the Miami Student SoundCloud page and our Pop Culture Combos Spotify page. Thanks for listening. I'm David Kwiatkowski.